Welcome in to episode 27 of the Godly Young Men podcast, a July 4th special edition episode. Happy Independence Day to all of our watchers and listeners. And for those of you who are watching, if you're listening, you can't see it yet, but uh, if you're watching, you see that we have a guest host today. Hello, hello. Joe is um, out of town, uh, feet kicked up on a beach somewhere, just enjoying himself. Uh, and he will be back later, so we are we have invited my other brother. So Luke was on a couple episodes ago. He, he was not a host. Let's get that straight. <laughs> he was a guest. want to make sure he doesn't get his head too big. <laughs> he was a guest. No, but we had Luke on. Uh, had a really good time. Enjoyed it. But now I've got my other brother on, um, older than Luke, uh, Reese, for those of you who don't know him. So Reese... Glad to have you today. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, absolutely. So we are we're excited about this episode again. Joe's not with us. It's just going to be me and Reese uh, going back and forth on this one. And again, it's July fourth. Um, we are uh, mindful of our country. We're mindful of the freedom that we have, and it's just just one of those holidays that everybody feels good about. I would say yeah. for the most part. And so what we want to talk about with today's episode is it's sort of tied into that a little bit. Um, and that is we're ta- we're ta- we're kind of asking the question. Should godly young men, since that's what this podcast is about, right. should godly young men care about politics, care about the culture, care about society? And we're kind of grouping all those things together. Obviously, mm-hmm. those things are not the, those things are not exactly the same. There's differences with all those things. But you meet a lot of guys, or at least I've met a lot of guys that are like, you know, I I don't really care about politics. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not really into politics. I I don't really stay plugged into what the culture, you know that. That can't control that. So you, there's just a lot of people like that that would rather kind of stay out of that. We're investigating that with this week's episode. And again, kind of tied into July 4th and our country and all those things. We're asking that question. Should godly young men care about politics, care about the culture? And again, we're going to kind of use those interchangeably. We know they're not the exact same. But sh- essentially, should they care about these things? Should yeah. they be plugged in? Go ahead. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw in there. You know, we're kind of separating politics and culture here. But some of the phrases that you're often going to find about that is when people are discussing these two things, they're always going to say either politics is downstream of culture or uh, vice versa. Right? Yeah. Culture is downstream of politics. Either there's a law passed and all of a sudden everyone's accepting of something. You kind of saw this with Roe versus Wade. Abortion was this you know, safe, legal, and rare until Roe versus Wade. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. oh, you normalize abortion, shout your abortion. Or it's the other way around. There's this social pressure that builds its way up into the law, and all of a sudden, it's become politics. So either way, these two things interact a lot more than I think we realize. Sometimes. They're related. They're they're inherently related. That's, Absolutely, that's a great point. And so, again, this is not as with all these podcasts. I mean, obviously, with some of these things we talk about, it's like, listen, you better be doing this. With this one, if you're somebody, you're like, I listen, I just don't care about politics, whatever. That's your prerogative. Yeah. But we're here this episode to say we think godly young men should care about these things, and we've got several reasons why. That we're going to get into here. Um, so, Reese, I'll let you kind of go ahead and get us into the first one. And to me, I don't, I don't want to say it's the most important. So, I'm not going to say that. But this is a really important one. It's important. Thus, why we're starting with it. So, go ahead and get us into this first one. Sure thing. So, what we put down for our first kind of idea as to why godly young men should at least take a little bit of an interest in politics and in the culture is that God tends to want us to care about politics and culture. And we have a few different evidences. We should for care because God wants us to care. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. Right. I went ahead and wrote down 1 Peter chapter 2, which I'll go ahead and read very quickly. 1 Peter 2, verses 13 through 17, which, I mean, that was probably predictable that it was going to come up. Uh, The verses read from the New King James, 
Therefore submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, or to governors as those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. So that entire section is about, like what he said, ordinances of man, of government, governors, but really verse 17 sums it all up. He says, you know, love the brother, love the brotherhood, love the church, love the king, respect the, king, the king, right? Fear God. Fear God. Yeah. That's the hierarchy. Yeah, and listen, God created government as as an as a, as a form of authority, right? We go to Romans 13 will be another place. And Absolutely. as you think about kind of the other hierarchical structures that God has set up, we have hit some of these in our other podcast we talked about. He set up the the parents as a unit to um, be the authority over the kids, Certainly. even within the parents. He set up the man, the husband, to be the head over the wife. What right. about the church? He set up elders to head up the hierarchical structure within the church. He did the same thing for government when it comes to the you know the the people and honor the king, like you just said. And there's an interesting position out there, opinion from a lot of Christians that that Christians really shouldn't get into politics. That they they certainly should not. Um, you know, run for office. You know, they should be kind of completely detached from it because right. you know Christ's kingdom is not of this world and all that stuff. And so that's kind of their position. We just kind of stay away from it. And, and my thought has always been: so God created the family unit. Mm-hmm. I think He probably wants us to care about that. Of course, He created husbands and wives. So I would think He wants us to care how we how we look at that. He created um, what's the, uh, the elders, elders right. in the church. We should probably care and be invested in that. If he also created government, why would that be the one that he goes, yeah, you know, take it or leave it. You don't really have to care about that. Exactly. It seems rather inconsistent. And so because God created government as a form of authority, and in Romans 13, 1 Peter 2, other places we could go, he clearly expects us to not just submit to the authority, but to, it seems to, to participate in such a way. And, mm-hmm. and some might say, well, that's a stretch. But listen, he, he created that as a form of authority. I think it's pretty safe to say he wants us to care. I certainly agree, and a lot of the different times that we see authority in the Bible, it's going to be political, right? Even in the patriarchal age, we see Moses even acting as a judge for the Israelite people. Well, obviously, the judiciary, that's one of the three branches of our government, right? That's been around, directly appointed by God since that era. We see a lot of the titles that Christ has, right? The great high priest, that's a position of authority. That's very, very political, and I think part of the reason that we as Christians kind of shove that to the side is that it's a little bit more inconsistent because, you know, husband and wife, that doesn't change. That remains the same throughout all of scripture, you know, um, elders, well, of course, yeah, all these different things, they're going to remain more or less the same, these structures that God set up, but governments, well, those are constantly changing. They can take different forms. You're saying. Exactly. There are different forms of government. There were different eras that all of these biblical authors lived through. So they were all under different governments at different times. And so as a result, we can kind of look at that and say, oh, well, when it's talking about submit to the government, when it's talking about this type of politic, it's really not referring to what I'm under right now because that was under a different time. Sure. Even though that's not really the case. And I think the the position that people have of we shouldn't get, we should be detached from it, you know, Christ's kingdom, Christ kingdom is not of this world. Mm-hmm. It has maybe a decent motive. It's that we yeah. don't want to get so zeroed into this world that we forget where our citizenship, right? Philippians 3.20, our citizenship is in heaven. Certainly. We're not denying that. Obviously, that's that's a part of scripture and we fully believe that. But I, again, I think it's safe to say God wants us to care about the, the leaders, the the laws, the things that are put in place on this earth. Psalm, he brought up First Peter 2. Um, Psalm 2 is where I would go in the Old Testament, a good buddy of mine. 
um, brings this up anytime this discussion gets brought up because it, in there he he, he talk, I'm just going to read it because I don't want to misquote it. Um, kind of talking about verse 10, he says, Therefore be wise, O king. So he's addressing leaders, authorities, kings in this instance. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry. I think it's pretty clear that, you know, ideally we want our leaders, we want the people who are in authority. Obviously it was kings for them. It's not kings for us, but it is kings for some people in the world. Right. Ideally, God wants those people to honor him, to kiss the son. The son obviously there being Jesus. And so we should care in the sense that we want to make our culture, and this is where culture and politics overlap like you were talking about. Absolutely. We want our culture to be as Christian as possible. And I'll let you get into this one here in just a second. But um, one of the things that is such a buzzword for buzz phrase, I guess, for people is Christian nationalism. Yeah. The idea that Christians should not pursue Christian nationalism, that it's not about, you know, we should be trying to change people with the gospel. We Mm -hmm. shouldn't worry about laws. We shouldn't worry about, again, politics. We should just be trying to change people with the gospel. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. For Again, Psalm 2 is an example because, once again, you think about it is so much easier to live a Christian lifestyle, first of all, Mm -hmm. and second of all, to reach out with the gospel to evangelize when what? When your culture leans Christian rather than leans the other direction. You think about what, and I apologize, I'm rambling for a second. I'll let you get to your point here in a second. You think about what culture was like even, goodness, 60, 70 years ago, Mm -hmm. how much more Christian-leaning it was. Now, the term Christian nation, take that for what it is. Regardless, 60, 70 years ago, and then, of course, 100 to 200 years ago, our American culture leaned more Christian, God-fearing at least. They acknowledged God. It was more moral. Now, there's no doubt. It leans the other direction. And my thought has always been with the whole, we shouldn't want Christian nas- we shouldn't want Christian nationalism. My thought has always been with people who say that type of thing, what's the downside to the culture leaning more Christian? Absolutely. What's the downside to people overall looking at abortion as a negative? What's the downside? To, you know, there is no downside. And so, again, I've never understood the whole Christian should completely stay out of politics thing. I get Christ's kingdom is not of this world. Our citizenship is in heaven. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole lot easier to live a Christian lifestyle and to reach out with the gospel if you're in a culture that leans Christian. 100%. And I think that's a huge part of what we're seeing today. Um, I was going to talk a little bit later about the fact that if you look at polls and if you look at the way people are viewing patriotism as a value mm-hmm. right now, it's at one of the lowest ebbs it's ever been, if not the lowest, right? Less people care about being... How do they measure that? polling just like Gallup reaching out to people saying hey you know out of all the things you value you care about patriotism how does patriotism rank is it highly valued is it somewhat valued does it not matter more and more people every single year are saying it does not matter and that correlates directly with the amount of people who believe in God right as Americans believe in God less their patriotism goes down and there's a reason for that you're talking about this nation that has Christian values it's not maybe you know, directed essentially by the Bible. It's not right. like we're using the Bible as our founding document. Right. But essentially a culture of Christians, right? A nation that believes in God, that wants to draw closer to him and have those values. Well, that was America, right? Yeah. We were founded with God in mind. We had inalienable God-given rights. We have in God we trust on our currency. You know, our pledge is one nation under God. All of our founding fathers, perhaps not all of them, but many of them believed in God. Certainly acknowledged his existence. Of right? course. We hear that phrase, separation of church and state. That wasn't in any of our founding documents. That was in a letter, you know, that was written, I believe, by Thomas Jefferson. It was, yep. And so that wasn't... And it wasn't used in the way that people use it now. Yeah, yeah. it was meant to protect the church. It wasn't meant to keep the church out of government. It was the other way around. It's, It's no coincidence that in the 
with with um, the United States of America being founded upon these like, Christian moral principles is how we're is how mm-hmm. we'll put it. We of course acknowledge the founding fathers were not New Testament Christians oh, as we know it. A lot of them were actually deists, deists yeah, um, which is obviously not great. That's a different conversation. Um, that's yeah. a different subject. But they acknowledged God. They were moral people for the most part. Biblical yes. um, principles, I guess, founded our country. It's no coincidence that that was kind of the way our country was founded, mm-hmm. and also that we've been the greatest country on earth really for the last 200 years absolutely is that going downhill yeah i th- kind of think it is but 100%. for the last 200 years you know again that's no coincidence that that's where that's where we started um but yeah so for, for again for kind of our first point here god god expects us to care god wants us to care and you might be listening i know there's probably a lot of adults that might hear this and go uh, i disagree with that that's fine you're, you're entitled to disagree mm-hmm. but i firmly believe with god creating this government as the form of authority with god with verses like psalm 2 where god clearly expects the ideal to be for the leaders to kiss the sun and honor yeah. uh, and fear him that we should care about that and we should go that direction so that's our first point that god expects us and wants us to care the second point that we want to get into is why godly young men should care about politics why they should care about culture and how those things are related is because it's easier to lead your family when you're plugged into these things. Yeah. Again, when when you're the 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 dad or the 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 man who's like, ah, I don't really pay attention to politics. I don't even know who's running for office. I don't even know who's running for my local stuff. I don't even know the latest cultural stuff. I just stay out of that. It's way more difficult, again, to lead your family and to lead your kids and to be plugged into the world around you. You yeah. think about we've done some episodes recently about a few episodes ago now. Um, how to lead your family, basically this exact topic, like how to be a good uh, dad, how to be a good um, husband, you know, how do you prepare to lead your family? To me, this is an important element. You need to be mindful of, hey, what's going on in the culture? What do we need to to be aware of? What do I need to be guarding my family against? If you're the dad and the, the again, the man who's just like, ah, I don't pay any attention to that stuff, you're going to be ill-equipped to do that. Absolutely. Um, and I think that can have some serious repercussions as well. Um, we've already seen cases of kind of this playing out both in Canada, very famously, and here in the United States. We've had fathers and parents who literally have their children removed from yep. their custody by the state because, you know, they're not respecting pronouns. They're not helping with a gender transition or whatever. Right. Very cultural. Not gender right affirming. Now. Yeah. Exactly. And the state has that kind of power according to the state constitution or the laws. They have deemed, you know what, we have decided we can take your child away from you and give them to someone else, give them to the state. And if you're not aware of that, like, if you're a dad who doesn't know that, that is a serious oversight. That is you completely giving up on your family, essentially, because... You know, you're not able to protect And again, if, if you're the guy that's like, well, Christians shouldn't get into politics, that was, that was a political decision that led to the state having those Oh, 100%. Rights. Right. Absolutely. And so, again, I... This one is so incredibly important because you think about all the ways that kids can go off the rails with their faith these days. I mean, it's it's way more likely that kids will mm-hmm. because of apps, because of things like TikTok, because yes. of, I mean, think about it again. And I have met dozens of parents like this, that they don't have the slightest idea mm-hmm. what's on their kid's phone. Yep. They don't, they've never heard of TikTok. Maybe that's a little dramatic. <laughs> they don't know what it does. Right. They don't know what Snapchat is. They just kind of let their kids have free reign over this kind of stuff. And again, we, I'm a firm believer, and I will fully admit I have a uh, 20-month-old, so it's not like I'm keeping him from his TikTok app. Like, he doesn't have a phone, of Let's course. Hope, He's yes. 20 months old. <laughs> um, but, so again, I, I'm not the most experienced, but I fully plan to be as plugged in as possible because I want to know what are the threats my kid is facing? What are the things he might be seeing online? What is going on with social media? What's the latest app? What's the latest... 
again, fill in the blank here. Right. Um, and so, it's again, it's easier to lead your family. I think there's more teaching moments for your kids. When you can look at something that happens in the culture and say, this is what culture is doing. This is what God's word tells us to do. And these things are not the same. If you're never plugged into culture and just kind of like treating it like, oh, that doesn't affect us, you're losing out on teaching moments. Absolutely. And I think a lot of American opinion in general towards culture has always been driven in that way. It's always been driven by some kind of outside force, right? Back during the revolutionary era, it was pamphlets, right? It was it was common sense. It was these sure. things that people would, you know, they would consume and they would plant these new ideas. And then you get a little bit further and you have muckrakers and investigative journalists who are looking into these industries and saying, hey, these people are doing some really bad things. Let's do something about it. You go a little bit further, you know, you've got all these different types of journalists, you have documentaries and all these things that are uncovering things. And that's what's driving people's attention. That's what's driving people's opinion about America, about the culture. Well, these days we don't have that as much. We have social media. Sure. Because now we can have a constant stream of what is everyone thinking at all times. We have Twitter. We have, like you said, TikTok. All of these different ways that we can have all of these voices flooding into our heads. And if we're not monitoring that for our family, who knows who's talking to them and who knows what they're saying? Culture culture will have an impact on kids, whether it be through media, like yeah. their entertainment uh, choices, obviously social media as we talked about. And so... We're from, and again, we're talking, I guess, more about culture with this point than we are with politics. But again, 100%. they're they're so directly correlated that you have to you have to kind of talk about them in the same breath. It's important to know these things, yes. and I would encourage every young man watching this, whether you're not a dad yet, but are going to be, mm-hmm. you know, in the future, or whether you currently are, don't be the the dad, the, the husband that's like, I don't really care about that stuff, and I'll I'll just leave that to you know the people out there. No, be plugged in on that 100%. stuff. I, I firmly believe that this is one of the reasons why we should. Care about politics. We should care about the culture. But let's get to the point number three because we got some some fun stuff we want to do here at the end with it being July Fourth special edition. Of course, um, Reese, by the way, is, is rocking the the Patreon. You, yes. Again, for you listeners, <laughs> we appreciate you listening, but you're missing some some great video content on YouTube. Reese has got his patriotic shirt on. Of course, um, he's got some red shoes. You probably can't see. He's got the red, white, and blue look going. That I kind of did by accident, but we're just gonna go. He with it. definitely <laughs> you know, beat me. My shoes are way better, but you know oh, we, course, we won't talk course. about that. We won't talk. Um, so let's get to point number three. I'll let you had this one. You kind of brought this one up, so I'll let you get into this one for us. Yes, so um, whether or not, basically, you're interested in politics, politics are interested in you. Just about from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to sleep, just about all of the things that you're doing are going to be regulated by the law, right? Getting up, getting in your Even car, things you don't think about. Yeah. Yes, your job, you know, how long you can work, how much you can get paid, how fast you can go on the road, how you're interacting with your neighbors. All of those things are regulated by just an obscene amount of laws that have gone through all of these committees, and you'll never know about them, right? I'll never know about them. All of these things that were a part of the political process that, like I said, regulate, that kind of standardize how we're living our lives. So whether or not you're paying attention to the state, whether or not you're paying attention to the government, it's paying attention to you, right? So you should at least kind of take note of that. And recognize, hey, this is affecting me whether I like it or not. I better make sure it's affecting me and my family in a positive way. And you've got a long list of things on here about yes. like how they regulate every aspect. Even areas that we might not think about all the time. Obviously, there's big stuff like taxes, of course. Of course. You know, they that certainly <laughs> affects us. Our military, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. But even some smaller stuff. You mentioned laws of the road. You've got self-defense laws. Yes. I mean, whether or not you have the ability to, to conceal carry a weapon so that mm-hmm. you can, you know protect your family really um uh you've got freedom of religion on here of course that's something that 
you can say, oh, I'm not into politics, but as mm-hmm. soon as somebody comes and takes that away, it's going to be all up in arms. It's like, well, maybe you should have started with caring about politics. That's kind yeah. of the point we're getting at is with with how much politics impacts us, with how much culture and, and all these things can can lead us to where we might not be the freest country in the world one day. We might not have our Second Amendment rights anymore. We mm-hmm. might not, you know, we might be living like they are in Australia type mm-hmm. of thing. We should probably start caring about that kind of thing. Again, it's, it's one of those – you're. It's your prerogative to not if you're the guy that's like, well, I, I think we should stay away from that. Mm-hmm. I and I know Reese and we are encouraging yeah. everybody else choose to care about these things yes. because politics does affect so many areas of our life. And for you to just say, nah, no thanks, you know, doesn't really affect me. It certainly does affect you. 100%. And, and so anything else to add on that? Um, I mean, we've kind of covered just about everything that we can on this one, but understanding that just kind of like we've already stated, politics is going to have an effect on you, whether you like it or not. We've already talked about those cases in, I believe it's Ohio and in Canada, where a child is taken away from their parents simply because of state laws or province laws, right? The state has that much authority and that much power over you. So if you don't recognize that, and if you're not paying attention to that, that could be catastrophic. Right? You may not have known the law. You may have been completely ignorant of it. You may have not known what you were doing. If you end up breaking that law, the law's not going to care. It's still going to have repercussions. It's still going to affect you and your family. It's just the better idea to know ahead of time, to be prepared, to understand what do I have to look for in order to protect my family? What do I have to look for in order to protect my faith? All of these different situations that we have, it is essential that we're paying attention, that we have our eyes open and yeah. that we know what's going that's, on. And that's a great point. Think about Roe v. Wade. Yes. Got overturned last year. It was something that I never thought would happen in my 100%. lifetime. Um, just a, a very big celebratory moment. I'll always remember it. Yeah. Think about if the people who had fought so hard for that ruling, to, and of course it didn't outlaw abortions completely, but it, it certainly put an obstacle in front of it. A bunch right. of uh, abortion clinics have shut down. It was a really big step. Imagine if all of those people had said, you know what? We shouldn't care about politics. That's just that. That's not something we should be interested in. Would Roe v. Wade have gotten overturned? Oh, of course, of not. course not. It probably would have gone. It would the have other been expanded. Yeah. It would have. It would have grown exponentially. And so, again, you think about positive things like that. What is the downside? Like again, the the, the anti-Christian nationalist folks. Mm-hmm. Roe v. Wade got overturned. That's great news, right? and that's something that because people cared enough about Christian ethics, Christian morals in mm-hmm. politics, they got that overturned. And exactly. so. Again, just to kind of recap these three reasons as far as why godly young men should care about politics and the culture, because God wants us to care about this world. Um, God, again, expects us to care about this world. Yes, our citizenship is in heaven, but he expects us to care. He wants the the leaders and the authorities to kiss the sun, to fear him, so we should as well. Um, Secondly, it's easier to lead your family. As we talked about, you're more plugged in. Um, You're able to better – you're more equipped, I guess I should say, to defend your family against these things. And then number three, as we just covered – Politics regulate every aspect of your life, whether you want it to or not. So you might as well be plugged in. And then the fourth one, kind of not near as important, but I do think this matters. <laughs> it does. Why should you care about politics and I guess more specifically the culture? Because it makes you more well-rounded and and yeah. more interesting of a person. Yeah. We're missing Joe for this episode. I guarantee you this is one that he would have had a comment <laughs> on. Joe's really big about, hey, you know, be interesting. Have have yeah. a wide range of things that you can talk about. And I fully agree with them on this one. Like if you're again, if you're the guy that's like, nope, don't care anything about it's this is so bad. 
you're not a sports guy at all. I but know. I feel this way when I talk to somebody, a guy that's like, I don't really care about sports. It's like, well, out. you just got less interesting <laughs> in my mind. Kind of the same thing with politics and, and culture, again, especially. Like, if you're the guy that's like, I don't even know what's going on in the culture. Mm-hmm. just kind of makes you less interesting of a person. Again, that's more minor. <laughs> the first three we covered are way more important. But Obviously. I would tack that. I would throw that on there again, maybe in honor of Joe, because I know he would have something to say about that. Anything to add to that? I mean, I... I tend to agree, and mostly because I mean you're you're you you have an interest in this, yeah. I I like politics and the fact that our nation, when it was founded, right during that revolutionary era, that was all anybody was interested in, right? Yeah, yeah. that's all all they had to focus on, and so right. anybody who oh well I don't care about any of that that doesn't really matter that much to me, it kind of feels like oh well you're taking it for granted, yeah, right? We have this awesome nation, we've had it for however many hundred years, and you're just kind of throwing it away. Yeah. That's kind of the attitude that you have. But yeah. I, I tend to agree. It, it, it's, it makes for interesting if all you can talk, if, if you can talk more about Marvel and video games than you can about uh, yeah. <laughs> politics and the culture, that's not great. But not anyway, great. we digress. Um, it's July 4th. We wanted to have a little bit of fun with this episode. So we got a few things we want to talk about. I've got a hot take to share about July 4th. I think you've got something you're going to say as well. And then we've yeah. got a few. We're going to have some rankings and some top three type of stuff. But I just got to say... And I like July 4th. I'm not a big fireworks guy. Oh, okay. That's I fine. think fireworks are a tad overrated. I like fireworks. Don't mm-hmm. mishear me. I think fireworks are very cool. That's um, fair. I don't know. I just, people go nuts over them. Like, people mm-hmm. think that it is the greatest day of the year because you get to shoot fireworks. And it's like, they're cool. They're real pretty for three or four minutes. And the finale, of course, is always great. But I don't know. Fireworks are overrated to me. What What's your hot take about July 4th? Um, I think July 4th, is mostly... Real quick, sorry. How do you feel about my fireworks take? Do you, are you... So, for the fireworks, <clears throat> I mostly tend to agree, actually. I think really? that most fireworks shows are overrated, but if you get a good fireworks show, that's kind of hard to beat. Shout out David Broom. He always yes. put on a really good fireworks that's show. That's what and I was again, thinking of. The last 30 seconds where they do the finale is really, really oh, cool. Masterpiece. But, man, the rest of it, sometimes I'm looking at... All right, you know what I would do. Anyway, sorry, continue. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm totally with you. But... July the 4th, I think it's both overrated and underrated. As a holiday? Yeah. That kind of tends to be my opinion. So why underrated? So underrated just because we don't really kind of grasp it. Like Mm -hmm. if you went and asked the average high schooler, hey, why do we celebrate July the 4th? What happened on July the 4th? You know, deer in the headlights, right? We view it as, (laughs) we view it as, you know, you're going to grill out some ribs. You're going to blow some things up. You're going to have a good time. And I'm all for that, but... That's kind of not the point. The point is to celebrate our freedom. And I think that's kind of the reason it's also underrated is, like I mentioned earlier, patriotism is declining, right? People are caring about July the 4th a lot less because of what it was supposed to be. It's just kind of become this fun thing. And so I think July the 4th is kind of supposed to be very, very important. It is the birth date of our nation, right? That's when we declared independence from Britain. But at the same time, the way we celebrate it is just kind of, hey, you know, have a good time. I think part of that's probably just because there's a lot in the media right now about hating America and hating what America used to be. And I tend to agree. Listen, that's that's not great. Um, we should we should have pride in, in about our heritage and things. But all right, let's talk about July Fourth as a holiday. Where do you rank July Fourth as far as 
big holidays. So we're talking obviously Christmas, Thanksgiving, yeah. Halloween. We didn't mention in our. Yeah. Um, we were talking about this before. Uh, Easter. Mm-hmm. You've got um, obviously July Fourth. I mean mm-hmm. Memorial Day stuff like. So where do you rank? Like, what? Give me your your ranking of of your holidays and where does July Fourth fall? See, this is where I'm going to be inconsistent because okay. I just you know praised July Fourth and said it's so important. If and I'm you gonna, have it lower than like third, <laughs> I'm going to rank it number four. What? <laughs> oh my goodness! I have to. July Fourth so. underrated. Also, it's like the fourth best listen, holiday. Okay. Listen, okay. listen. All right. Thanksgiving's got to be number one for me. Um, I it, it has a very American feel mm-hmm. too. You know, mm-hmm. it was sure. the pilgrims and whatnot. Um, love Thanksgiving because it is it's a family gathering. Yep. It's bringing people in, football, all of these things. Christmas is next, okay. just because of the season. Honestly, okay. Christmas Day kind of overrated, but I love the Christmas season. Sure. Third, I'm putting Easter. Easter. I'm putting Easter above July the fourth. Come on. Mostly, I, I don't know. I like because the Easter Bunny. Like, <laughs> no, it's kind of one of the more one of the only actually religious holidays. And I'll put that in quotes that I actually kind of respect. Okay, fair enough. Because like, obviously, oh, Christmas is when Jesus was born. That's no, it's not true. It's yeah. not. That's not the facts. <laughs> right. But it it does tend to indicate that Easter was the day that Christ was raised back from the dead. That's pretty important. But we also celebrate that every week. So so Independence Day fourth. I'm putting in Independence Day fourth, wow. which makes sense because it's July. So 4th, it's underrated so. and it's also fourth. Okay. Got some I've got it third. I've, mm. I've also got Thanksgiving and Christmas in that order. Yeah. Um, great holidays. We can get into that another time. But I have July fourth. Third, and I guess just because I don't know, the sun always seems to be shining on that day. Like it's just like a bright day, a day where true. everybody is not everybody, you know, <laughs> but most, most people. people are just really excited and proud to be an American. Yeah. Um, not a big Halloween guy. Easter, you know, like you said, it's it's okay. It's it's nice. Um, I don't know. I've, I've got it third, so apparently I rate it higher than you do. Mm, but yes. last but not least, here, oh, yes. give me your top three patriotic movies. And when I say patriotic, we're mm. talking like. Movies that make you feel really proud to be an American. And uh, we will preface it with some of these movies. You should probably Filter watch them. on ClearPlay. Filter them. Watch them on VidAngel. Cut out the language. We don't need to be watching that stuff. Yes. Uh, or listening, I guess I should say, to, to language. And so we'll preface that. But assuming you can filter it with VidAngel or ClearPlay, what are your top three? And then I'll give mine. All right. So. Go three, two, one. Oh, three. We're starting with number starting three. With, All right. Starting with number three. Number three. I haven't seen this movie in years, but London has fallen. Okay. Um fantastic movie i won't spoil too much um again do filter it lots of language how is that patriotic if it's because listen listen so the premise is all of these world leaders are being gathered i believe it was the pope who died and so all the world leaders are coming together for his funeral but it's this big terrorist attack and so the president he's stranded in london and as he's about to be executed he's saying his presidential oath as the guy's trying to rush in and save him super american moment love that second of it okay uh, number two, I might have stolen this one from you, I don't know. Top Gun Maverick. Haven't seen it. Oh, have not seen fantastic. it. Fantastic. Seeing a bunch of American military people bombing this foreign enemy base that's trying to attack Americans and then gunning them out of the sky. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. It's amazing. I gotta say real quick on that. <laughs> top Gun, the original, probably is in my top three for most overrated movies. Okay, I was going to say, I thought if you had stopped after top three, I was oh, about to no, it's claim so Harrison. It's I so was not overrated. I've heard Maverick's good. I haven't watched it. Anyway, it's, it's amazing. go to number one. What's your number one? Uh, I know we share this one, The Patriot. Okay. Mel Gibson, yep. 100%. Yep. 100%. Patriots. Oh, that's a great oh, movie. That's so my good. number one for sure. Number three, I'm going to go with United 93. Um, that was the movie about 9-11. Oh. And so, it's it was a really interesting movie. It was a drama, so it's not a documentary or anything. Okay. It's about... It kind of shows like the terrorists getting on the plane, and the the, the United ninety three, of course, was the flight where they crashed in Pennsylvania, oh, okay. and so it really zeroes in on how this flight of people they didn't back down, they mm-hmm. didn't just let 
you know, these guys, they were going to fly into the White House or the yeah. Capitol or something like that. And they fought these guys. They went and overtook the cockpit. Of course, it was tragic. They ended up crashing into the Pennsylvania field. Yeah. But it could have killed way more people. And it's just one of those. It's a sad movie, of course, because it's 9-11. But right. it's one of those, like, man, proud to be an American right. after watching that movie. Really That's good. Cool. I'd recommend that. Number two, again, filtered because it's a war movie, Saving Private Ryan. Ooh. Just watch that one. It's really, really good. Um, and, again, war movie kind of about uh, – Goodness, this is bad because I just watched it. World War II. Yeah, World War II. Because it was, yeah, yeah. It started with D Day. World War II. Um, one of those leaves you proud to feel, proud to be an American with the sacrifices and man, D Day, the, the opening scene of that movie. If you can't handle violence, don't watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's crazy. But depict, they did their best to depict this is what our 17 and 18 year old troops yeah. went through. It's great movie. Uh, number one's a Patriot. It's, it's just fantastic. It's just fantastic. Be. Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger, of course, can't overlook him. Magical. Fantastic movie. Um, so, as always, we invite your feedback. We invite tim- timidly your criticism <laughs> if you if you've got a something that um, you disagree with, either about the serious stuff or maybe the more goofy stuff. Um, where do you rank July Fourth as a holiday? What are your top patriotic movies? Um, this has been fun, Reese. Yes, of course. Thank you for joining us. Thank, Thank you, you for, for me. for filling Joe's chair. Of course. You did an outstanding Bring job. Bring in the backup, always. Absolutely. Absolutely. We will look forward to having Joe back next week, and we'll look forward to bringing you on another time, maybe. This has been great. Um, again, as, as we kind of wrap up here, it's your prerogative to say that politics don't matter. We disagree. We think you should care about politics. 100%. We think you should care about culture because these things impact our lives. These things impact our families. They impact our faith. They impact our religious freedom. They impact a lot. Yes, they And do. so be the type of person that instead of just being all into video games and all into, again, the latest Marvel movie and, and you know whatever it is that's on the internet – be all into what's going on in our country. What's going on with the transgender movement? What's going on? Um, what's being taught? You know, all these things care about that. Yeah. And so that's where we're going to wrap. Again, that's our encouragement to you. As always, we appreciate you watching. Reese, one last time, thanks for joining us. Of and we'll be back next week for episode 28 of the Godly Young Men podcast. Thanks for watching.